Westside Baptist Church in Noonan, Georgia, brings you our weekly podcast. We hope you will be encouraged by our music and a message from the Word of God as we present our Sunday morning and Sunday evening services and our weekly broadcast by Dr. Melvin Payne. We thank you for listening. Aren't y'all glad to be back at church tonight? Say amen. Amen. Amen, amen. Let's everybody stand. Let's sing when we all get to heaven. Sing it out. All is peace. 
sounded good. Y'all sound like y'all ready for church. Amen. Amen. Brother Mike Atkins, lead us in prayer. Our Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for the privilege you've given us to be in your house. We thank you, Lord, for what you've done this week through the preaching and the singing. Father, I pray that you would continue to stir our hearts. Lord, I pray for those that are sick. Lord, I pray that your mercy will be upon them. Father, I pray, God, that you would just, uh, Lord, give your servant tonight whatever he, whatever we stand in need of. Yeah. Father, I pray that we would, uh, that we would be gathered around the table, hungry, yeah. listening to be fed from yeah. you. Thank you, God, for all you're doing. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Amen. Certain circumstances and things I could not understand. And many times in trials, weakness blurs my vision. That's when my frustration, it gets so out of hand. But it's then I am reminded I've never been forsaken. Stand one test 
That could be our prayer tonight. What a difference it can make at Westside Baptist Church. And I'm convinced that we could get these two things right. We can make a dent in the community. 
I appreciate these men. <clears throat> I appreciate them. I appreciate their ministry. Now, I've known Brother Mike Holcomb since I was a teenager, but he didn't know me. Years ago, uh, I was invited to hear somebody called the Inspirations. And um, I was really, I mean, we had been in Canada, so, you know, we weren't really, uh, we didn't know the Southern Gospel arena, the business. We did. And by the way, this lady in the white sweater, I forget your name, Janice, I like the way you worship. Praise the Lord. You come back and stand anytime you want to. When God's good, you do what you want to do. That's all right. As long as we can understand what you're saying, hey, you go ahead and shout it out. But uh, so we went down to the Joyful Noise, and that was a place you used to be able to eat, dinner, substandard food, and listen to some good singing. And uh, of course, I wasn't married then. That was a lot. Now I'm going to confess something to you. I'm sorry, Brother Mike. But I, I went down there to meet girls. <laughs> but uh, hey, like I said, I met Brother Mike. He, he doesn't remember me from Adam, but uh, I did get to meet he and the rest of the inspirations. And, and uh, I appreciate their ministry consistency over the years. There's so many of those guys that we heard sing uh, different groups at the Joyful Noise, and uh, they're not even in the ministry anymore and a lot of them aren't even in church and so I appreciate Brother Mike and these men their years of consistency and uh, we want them to come to be a blessing to us and I know they will be so y'all come and follow the leadership of the Holy Spirit the way you believe the service uh, the direction the service should go I told him to give me just a minute. That's what he does. I'm telling you. Um, Mike, uh, Brother Mike said that uh, somebody wanted to hear him sing the song we're getting ready to sing, if you only knew. And a uh, very important person. Most important person in this place tonight is the Holy Ghost. Yep. Second most important is the cook. Yep. <laughs> third, third preacher. I'm sorry, you're third on the rung right there. <laughs> <laughs> the cook wanted to hear this song here, so this is for the cook. Have you prayed for a loved one struggling hard with pain? You asked the Lord for their healing. But that healing never came And in spite of all your efforts The good Lord called them home It's hard to let go When you're trying to hold on Now you're down in the valley 
looking up to the sky. And you're praying, Lord, you know what's best. I just don't understand why. If you could hear your loved one speaking now to you, they'd say, you wouldn't be grieving if you only knew. If you only knew, I'm just going home. Your prayers have been answered. My sickness is gone. Things look much better from heaven's view. The sun always shines. We're having a time if you only Absent from this body is present with the Lord. I'm in the arms of Jesus now, and I'll never suffer anymore. Hand in hand, we're going to get to stroll together down Heaven's Avenue. And oh, what a celebration, if you only knew, if you only knew, I'm just going home, your prayers have been answered, my sickness is gone, things look much better. The sun always shines, we're having a time, if you only knew, things look much better from heaven's view. The sun always shines, we're having a time, if you only knew. I wanted to tell you, the first time I ever heard that song to know what it said was right here. My son-in-law, Nathan Pierce, fine young man, one of the finest young men I've ever known, Sunday school teacher, 24 years old, and Married my daughter, and the worst thing I know about him is he took her from North Carolina to South Mississippi. And then the Lord blessed them to have our first granddaughter. It's June 24th of that year. July the 21st, 27 days later, the Lord took him home. 
Come November, about the first week in November, camp meeting was going on here. And Brother Payne had me and Brother Craig Edwards to come preach. And you were feeding us. We getting fed a whole lot around here. But you were feeding us every afternoon in the fellowship hall. One afternoon, Dr. Edwards looked at me and he said, I've written a song that I feel keenly I need to sing to you. He had no idea what we were going through. He didn't know how sorry we were feeling for ourselves. He didn't know that we were in some ways mad at God. He sang that song to me and the Holy Ghost jumped all over me and convicted me of how I had blamed God for the way I was feeling, the way my daughter and our family was feeling, not even considering how Nathan was feeling. Understanding that absent from the body present was the, with the Lord is far, far better than it's ever been here. And so he's had the opportunity to celebrate all these years now with Jesus. To help get the welcoming committee together. For the time that we get to be reunited once again. That happened down in your fellowship hall. There's a spot down there that's dear to my heart. Not because of the food, because that's been good enough. But because of the food that came to my soul to get me over myself, that I could see him again. We're going to go see him one day because he's coming back to get us and take him out. High upon a mountain from where he ascended an angel of the Lord declared that it would be he said don't stand here grieving for the one that you see leaving in like matters coming back for you and me and I believe he's coming back like he said I believe that a trumpet's gonna sound so loud One day it'll wake the dead In the twinkling of an eye He'll split the eastern sky And I believe he's coming back Like he said The time is nearing that we're soon gonna see his appearing. This could be the hour, today could be the day. Wake up. 
When the saints from every nation, we're gonna lose gravitation. And in the middle of the air, we're gonna be called away. And I believe he's coming back like he said. I believe that a trumpet's gonna sound so loud one day it'll wake the dead. In the twinkling of an eye, he'll split the eastern sky. And I believe he's coming back like he said. In the twinkling of an eye, he'll split the eastern sky. And I believe he's coming back like he said. Amen. Yes. And I hope you're in the boat with us tonight. Somebody wanted to hear this again. Hope it bless you. I'll ride this ship over there to the shore. So many that old. I had supper on my mind a while. Some say that we don't have to mention the blood. It's just too old-fashioned anymore. My favorite line right here. They got here too late. I'm already on board. Now ride this ship to the shore I'm riding this old ship of Zion So many before me rode it safely o'er Jesus the captain has lost, no, not one So I'll ride this ship to the shore We're headed that way one of these days it's very long, do you? Now listen. What it took for others, it still takes today. Washing from that crimson flow. Confessions at Calvary cleanse every sin stain and makes one whiter than snow. I'm riding this whole ship of Zion. So many before me rode it safely o'er. Jesus the captain has lost no not one, so I'll ride this ship to the shore. I'm riding this old ship of Zion. So many before me rode it safely o'er. Jesus the captain has lost no not one so i'll ride this ship to the shore well jesus the captain has lost no not one so i'll ride this ship to the shore i'll ride this ship to the shore
got time for one more. Is that good? One. Let's 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 do one more, fellas, and we'll let uh, we'll let brother brother Mike preach it tonight. I believe, and I'm anxious to hear him. Didn't he do good this morning? Oh boy. The folks, uh, we didn't sing it till this morning, but I could tell that they were liking when I wake up to sleep no more. Let's do that one more time. Is that all right? What a glad thought, some wonderful morning just to hear Gabriel's trumpet sound. When I wake up to sleep no more, rising to meet our blessed Redeemer with a glad shout, I'll leave the ground. When I wake up to sleep no more, when I wake up to sleep no more, happy I'll be over in glory on that bright shore. Praising the one whom I adore When I wake, when up, I wake up to sleep no more hey. Get the glory, glory to God, I'll have a new body Changed in the twinkling of an eye When I wake, when I wake up to sleep no more Trouble and sorrow bound for that city up on high. When I wake up to sleep no more. When I wake up to sleep no more. Happy I'll be on that bright shore. Tell the story with the reading of all the ages, praising the one whom I adore. Up to sleep no more. Yes, I'll wake up to sleep no more. Happy I'll be on that bright shore. With the reading of all the ages, praising the one whom I adore. When I wake up to sleep no more. With the reading of all the ages, praising the one whom I adore. Changed in the twinkling of an eye When I wake, when I wake up to sleep no more I'm leaving behind all trouble and sorrow Bound for that city up on high When I wake, when I wake up to sleep no more When I wake up to sleep no more Happy I'll be on that bright shore Praising the one whom I adore When I wake up to sleep no more Yes, I'll wake up to sleep no more Happy I'll be on that bright shore With the reading of all the ages Praising the one whom I adore When I wake up 
to sleep no more With the reading of all of the ages Praising the one whom I adore I'm glad that'll be a reality one day. We're going to wake up to sleep no more. I want to tell you, I, uh, I've really enjoyed this meeting. Preacher, I, I sure do appreciate the opportunity to be here. I appreciate your... Uh, kindness. I appreciate all the food, the fellowship, even the fun. Uh, you folks are kind of fun to be around. Uh, you're my kind, you know. Um, if you don't like shouting, you probably don't need to go to heaven. It's going to get loud there. How you know I'm a going? And if you think I've been loud thus far, you wait till you get that new pair of glorified lungs. It's going to be loud there, and it's going to be exciting. Forever and forever and forever and forever. We're just going to praise the Lord and enjoy the fellowship of God's people as we worship Him. And praise his good name for what he's done for us, for allowing us the privilege to become a part of the family of God, and for saving us and giving us a home in heaven. I, I don't know what you could ever begin to compare that to. Nothing in this world, that's for sure. And no matter what you may attain in this world, you'll never get any better than knowing that your name is written in the book of life in heaven. And that you're getting to go there one day after a while. I'm glad it's not just a dream. It's not something I've just thought of. It's not something I've just heard about. But, Brother Payne, it's a reality. I do really get to go. Amen. If that gets a hold of you, they'll catch you over about Walmart somewhere. You really do get to go to heaven one day. You really do get to go to that place where there won't be any more turmoil. There won't be any more trouble. There won't be any more heartache. There won't be any more burdens. Heaven is a land of no more. No more trouble. No more pains. No more bills. Yeah, I thought it was getting close enough to April 15th. Some of you would remember that. No more bills and no more pills. I, I'm going to get a brand new glorified body likened unto his. And uh, in that glorified body, 
I'll never know any more of the things that have brought us distress down here. Amen. Turn with me, please, to the book of Exodus, chapter number 12. Now, I want to try to bring you just some thoughts that the Lord gave me there, and I, I trust that it'll be a blessing and encouragement to you. Exodus, chapter number 12. And uh, I want to try to read the first 14 verses of this chapter and then give you one of the most simple outlines I've ever I've ever known anything about. I'll ask those who can and will to stand and honor the word of God as we reverence his word for a few moments. And by the way, I don't know if that fellow is here. I, I don't see him right now, but I, that fancy walkway we got out to the motor home out there, I appreciate you laying all them blocks and all that stuff so that we didn't walk in the mud. We didn't even walk in the grass. We walked in that. Brother, thank you so much. That, that's special treatment right there, and I appreciate that. And all that you've done for us has been just wonderful. You folks have just uh, gone beyond, and we thank you for what you've done for us, for all of us. Exodus chapter 12, verse 1, And the Lord spake unto Moses and Aaron in the land of Egypt, saying, this month shall be unto you the beginning of months. It shall be the first month of the year to you. Speak ye unto all the congregation of Israel, saying, In the tenth day of this month they shall take to them every man a lamb. According to the house of their fathers, a lamb for an house. And if the household be too little for the lamb, let him and his neighbor next unto his house take it according to the number of the souls. Every man according to his eating shall make your count for the lamb. Your lamb shall be without blemish, a male of the first year. You shall take it out from the sheep or from the goats, and you shall keep it up until the 14th day of the same month. And the whole assembly of the congregation of Israel shall kill it in the evening. They shall take of the blood and strike it on the two side posts and on the upper doorposts of the houses wherein they shall eat it. They shall eat the flesh in that night, roast with fire and unleavened bread, and with bitter herbs shall they shall eat it. Eat not of it raw, nor sodden it all with water, but roast with fire his head with his legs and with the pertinence thereof. You shall let nothing of it remain until the morning. That which remaineth of it until the morning, you shall burn with fire. And thus shall ye eat it, with your loins girded, your shoes on your feet, your staff in your hand. And you shall eat it in haste. It is the Lord's Passover. For I will pass through the land of Egypt this night, and will smite all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, both man and beast, and against all the gods of Egypt I will execute judgment. I am the Lord. And the blood shall be to you for a token upon the houses where you are. When I see the blood, and when I see the blood, and when I see the blood, I will pass over you. And the plague shall not be upon you to destroy you when I smite the land of Egypt. 
And this day shall be unto you for a memorial, and ye shall keep it a feast of the Lord throughout your generations. You shall keep it a feast by an ordinance forever. Father, I bless you and I praise you tonight for the blood of the Lamb of God that is still powerful enough to wash away the sin of whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord. Thank you tonight that you're still able to save even to the uttermost, even to the guttermost, all who will come unto God by him. Oh, I pray to you tonight, Father, that right here somebody who's not saved, who does not know you, might see their great need of coming to Jesus, having their sins washed away, their name written in the book of life, and to receive life everlasting. Oh, God, how I pray that you would touch the hearts and lives of those that are here this evening that may not appreciate that precious blood like they ought to, that are not living separate unto God, that are not living in such a way as others can tell that they know Jesus. Oh, how I pray that you would touch them tonight, burden them, cause them grief, Father, in their soul to make them to realize that they need to come home to God. They need to love the Lord with all their heart, soul, mind, and strength that the rest of the world might be able to see He is precious. Oh, God, touch, we pray thy word. Have your will and way and help us in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. God bless you and thank you for standing in honor of the word of God tonight. I want to preach to you for a little while on this thought. God's lamb is more than enough. I like it already. God's lamb is more than enough. Of all the types of the Lord Jesus given in Scripture, uh, this to me is probably the best. We read here that we know that it was a type of the Lamb of God that was to come to give His life a ransom for whosoever would believe and trust in Him. We know that the Lord Jesus, the Lamb of God slain before the foundation of the world, came into this world not to live but to die, that He might pay sin's debt for all of us who would believe and trust in Him. In verse number 3, we find out here that it says, A Lamb. Now, I'm not the brightest bulb in the box, but where I come from, a lamb means one. May I go on record to tell you there is no other. The only plan God's ever had for the salvation of humanity is in the Lord Jesus Christ. He was not plan X, plan Y, plan Z. Plan of salvation has always been and will continue to be the Lord Jesus Christ and His sacrifice on the cross of Calvary. The blood that He shed there is the blood of a holy lamb that has come that it might wash all our sin away. Probably the greatest title that any preacher has ever had to give was when John the Baptist was standing in the River Jordan and he looked and he saw one coming down the bank and it caught his attention and everybody else around there was paying attention to John as he was baptizing those. But John was stopped in his tracks when he looked and he said, Behold, the Lamb of God which taketh away the sin of the world. 
There is no other plan. There is no other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. He is God's plan for salvation for whosoever will call upon his name. Verse number four says not only is it a lamb, but he said the lamb. It pointed to the fact that there is but one and his name is Jesus, the Lamb of God. His name's not Buddha. His name is not Baptist. His name is not money. His name is not prestige. His name is not baptism. His name is Jesus. And he is the Lamb of God. In verse number five, he said, your Lamb. He went from one lamb to the lamb, and now it's my lamb. He is your lamb if you're saved by the grace of God. He is your glory to God. Look around at somebody and say, he's my lamb. Look at somebody tell them, say, he's my lamb. He became my lamb on an altar of prayer when I asked him to come in and save me and make me one of his own. He became my sacrificial lamb. He is your lamb tonight if you know him as your, your Savior. And let, let me go on record to tell you, there's absolutely nothing wrong with the lamb. Y'all can sit there if you want to. I'm about to take me a running spell. There is absolutely nothing wrong with the lamb, your lamb, my lamb. He is perfect in every way. He is spotless, undefiled. He never committed sin. He was every way made what he should have been from the beginning. He has been perfect in every way. There's nothing wrong with him. In the world in which we live today, you mention the name of Jesus in a public place, and oh, it's about to be a hate crime. People are going to get mad. They're going to get upset with you. You mention the name of Jesus. They don't mind you talking about God. They don't mind you talking about church membership. They don't mind you talking about uh, walking in with God or, or being faithful to the church. They don't, they don't mind what you do. But when you begin to mention the name of Jesus, it frustrates folks. It ruffles their feathers. They get to the point they don't want to hear about it anymore. They want to take him out of the hymn book. They want to take him out of the song book. They want to take him out of public places. They don't want us to enjoy Jesus in the light of public humility anymore. But thanks be unto God, there ain't nothing wrong with my lamb. And any time I get the privilege to say, Jesus, 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 I'm going to take that privilege because he's my lamb. Nobody's ever done for me what Jesus has done for me. Nobody ever desired to do for me what Jesus has done for me. 2,000 years ago when he walked up Calvary's hill and they nailed him to a tree and they hung it between the earth and the sky and it dropped down into a hole with a thud. Jesus looked out on time and he saw me and he said, I'm doing this for him. Glory to God. I'm doing this for whosoever will believe and trust in me. There's nothing wrong with the Lamb. Nothing wrong with Jesus. There's nothing wrong with you mentioning His name. Oh, yeah. Our federal government, even our state governments, 
I don't want you to pray in Jesus' name anymore. That's right. Uh, they, they don't want you to pray in Jesus' name anymore. And they want you to, if they let anybody pray, they want them to mention something else. You need to slap the devil good and hard every time you can by mentioning the one who defeated him. You'll get that in a minute. You need to mention his name every time you can so that it spits in his face. Mention the name above every other name, the name of the Lamb of God, the Lord Jesus Christ. There is nothing wrong with the Lamb. There's no danger in the lamb ever being too small. Did you notice what the word of God said? And if the household be too little. Mm. Some of you are tired, I know. If the household be too little. In other words, he's able to take care of your household and the one next door to you. And the one next door to that one. And the one next door to that. He's able to take care of every household around the world. In the name of Jesus, there is freedom for whosoever. And so every time you get the opportunity to, mention Jesus. So that the house next door can look back and say, He paid my sin debt. Amen. Every time you can, say, Jesus paid my sin debt on Calvary. The Lamb of God took my sin away and paid it all in full that whosoever. Are you a whosoever? And some of you may think you're a whatsoever, but you're a whosoever. <laughs> Jesus is able to save even to the uttermost even to the guttermost, all who will come unto God by him. There's never, ever the opportunity to think that he is not able, that he's too small, that he cannot do the job. Amen. He can still do exceeding abundantly above all that we could ever ask or think. So there's never the time that the household would be too big. And so the lamb is always big enough. <laughs> He's always enough, no matter what storm may come. He's always enough, no matter what trouble may come place. No matter what may come into your life, the circumstance, the lamb of God is more than enough. Amen. He's more than enough for whatever your situation is. I'm going to give you three very simple things and we'll be done. Number one, the Lamb of God is more than enough to get you in. I told you it's simple. The Lamb of God is more than enough to get you in. The blood on the lintel, the blood on the side post, they were safe on the inside of the house. Hallelujah. And it was the Lamb that got them in. That glory to God. The instructions were you kill the lamb and you take it in the house. 
You put his blood on the outside and you get on the inside. Thank God, July 22nd, 1964, I got on the inside. I was on the outside standing out until they showed me the blood. And when God opened up the door, I went through it. And now he's on the inside. Amen. Whosoever can still get in because God's lamb more than enough. This one lamb is the only lamb that can become your lamb that can get you in. Into the family of God. Into the bloodline. Into the airline. Into the book of life. Into the church. Amen. Into the will of God. It's not God's will that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. He's more than enough to get you into the word of God that it might teach you and it might admonish you that you might grow in grace and in knowledge of him. He's more than enough to get you in the way because he is the way. My lamb is alive in me. You can't tell that by now. There's something wrong with you. My lamb is alive in me. He died on the cross of Calvary, but three days later, he got up, and now he ever liveth. I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. In the life I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. In Hebrews chapter number 9, the Bible said, But Christ, being come and high priest of good things to come by a greater and more perfect tabernacle, not made with hands, that is to say, not of this building, neither by the blood of goats and calves, but by his own blood he entered in once into the holy place, having, and I love this word right here, having obtained eternal redemption for us. He obtained eternal redemption for us. It's no wonder that the songwriter would say, and it's still the blood that saves from sin. It's still the blood that cleanses within from the highest star in heaven to the depths of the sea. It is still the blood of Jesus that brings victory to me. Hallelujah. For if the blood of bulls and goats and the ashes of an heifer sprinkling the unclean sanctify the purifying of the flesh, how much more Shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal Spirit offered himself without spot to God, purge your conscience from dead works to serve the living God? And for this cause he is the mediator of the New Testament, that by means of death for the redemption of the transgressions that were under the First Testament, they which are called might receive the promise of an eternal inheritance. I'm in. I got it now. Lord have mercy. Don't go sleep now. I'm in and I've got my inheritance now. My name is already written in the book of life in heaven and I'm as good as there as if I was there already. Why? Because he said so. I have an eternal inheritance, incorruptible and undefiled, that fadeth not away, awaiting for me. For I'm an heir and a joint heir with the Lord Jesus Christ himself. I am hid with Christ in God. I'm in, praise the Lord. He's still able to save and he's still able to keep. And anyone that really wants in can still get in. Amen. Anyone that really wants in can still get in. 
Sometimes you have to go a little harder today, these days to persuade them that they need him. Amen. Not only will you, he's more than enough to get you in, he's more than enough to get you through. Amen. And Job looked at life and said, man that is born of a woman is a few days and full of trouble. I think he knew what he was talking about. Because he had more troubles, God willing, than any of us will ever even think about having. The bad part of what he had to say was it applies to the saved and the lost. They tell us today that cancer, one out of three has it. Statistics say that one out of every three persons in the United States will have cancer at some point. Can I tell you tonight, God's lamb is more than enough to get you through it. Glory to God. More than enough to free you from the trauma. More than enough to free you from the guilt of the past. More than enough to free you from the trouble of the day. More than enough to free you from the terror of the future. Boy, everybody wants to know, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? What are we going to do? I don't know about tomorrow. I just live from day to day. I don't borrow from its sunshine. For the skies may turn to gray. I don't worry over the future. For I know what Jesus said. And today he walks beside me. For he knows what is ahead. Many things about tomorrow. I don't seem to understand, but I know who holds tomorrow, and I know he holds my hand. <laughs> He's more than enough to get you through whatever you're going through. You'll only trust in him. He will never leave you. He will never forsake you. He has not, nor will he ever fail to do what's right. He's faithful. He loves you with an everlasting love. He came to seek and to save that which was lost and to give the lost life abundantly. He did not say, make it the best way you can. No, he said, I am the way and I'll go with you all the way. Right here, Peg McCamey would say, I'm going through Yes, I'm going through. I'll pay the price, whatever others do. I'll take this road of my Lord's despised view. I have started in Jesus, and I'm a-going through. <laughs> Hallelujah. I'm a-going through, amen, passing through this valley of Baca, the valley of weeping, the valley of distress, the valley of tears, the valley of hurt, the valley of, of 
bad things going along. But it does not say that we have to stay there. He said he's going to take us through the valley to the other side. That he's going to be with us every step of the way. He's going to hold our hand. He's going to provide. He's going to sustain. He's going to keep us in the hand of God. He's more than enough to get us through. And finally, I'll give you this, and I'm closing. He's more than enough to get you out. God's Lamb is more than enough to get you out of the mess you are in. He makes new creatures from the inside out. He alone can break the chains that have bound us. He said in His Word, There hath no temptation taken you, but such is common to man, but God is faithful who will not suffer you to be tempted above that you're able, but will with the temptation also make a way to escape that you might be able to bear it. Amen. God's lamb's more than enough. More than enough for you, more than enough for your neighbors. Take them up one trip called Calvary. Help them to see God's lamb, his suffering, his sacrifice, his salvation, his sufficiency through his shed blood. He's coming back again to take us out. Mm. We've sung about it. We've preached about it. We've lived uh, in the hope of it for many years now. He's a coming to get us. The only thing left on God's calendar is the rapture of the church. Amen. Prophetically speaking, everything's done except a trumpet sound and a voice ring out with a shout and uh, we're going to take a plane air ride. Amen. Not going to need an airplane. We're going to take a plane air ride. Gravity is going to lose its hold and we're going to leave here. These that will be left down here will be saying, Thank God they're gone. Thank God they're gone. But those over yonder are going to be saying, Here they come. Here they come. Thank God. Here they come. <laughs> He's coming again to take us out. Some folks, especially some needle-nosed picking Baptists, don't like the word rapture because it's not in uh, the Bible. What it does say is we'll be caught away. And it means exactly the same thing. It's going to be rapturous. Amen. You just think I've been excited. Amen. When I leave out of here to go meet him in the air, it's going to be something else. Amen to get to see him who is more than enough for everything that I've ever needed here and more than enough for what I'll ever need there. Mm. Are you ready to go? Are you personally ready to meet him in the air? Do you know that you know that you know that you are saved by the grace of God? 
Has the blood of Calvary's Lamb washed your sins away by faith? By grace, through faith, are we saved. That's right. That's the way we get ready. There's a time for every one of us. There is. There's only one time to be saved by the grace of God. <laughs> Had one fellow years ago tell me he'd been saved six times. I got concerned about that. And Dr. Billy Martin was preaching a meeting at our church. This fellow come in, he said hey, he'd been saved six times. All I could tell him was, well, brother, I, I don't understand that. I ain't got over being saved one time yet. I went to Dr. Martin and I said, uh, brother Billy, that fellow just told me he'd been saved six times. He grinned and looked at me and shook my hand. He said, well, maybe one of them will take one of these days. There's only one time to be born into the family of God. One time to get your name written down in the book of life in heaven. One time to have the blood of Jesus wash your sin away. Well, there are many times to be filled with the Holy Ghost of God. Amen. I know some Baptists don't believe that, but I do. The Word of God teaches us that we are to be filled with the Holy Ghost of God. Matter of fact, it's not just a teaching, it's a commandment. Yeah. We are saved by the grace of God. The Holy Ghost comes into us to seal us under the day of redemption. He never leaves us. He never forsakes us. He's always there. But there are many times along the journey of life when we get the opportunity and the privilege of being refilled with the Holy Ghost. Refilled for service. Refilled for joy. Refilled for refreshment. Refilled for the work of God. Amen. You see, we are an earthen vessel, and we leak. Amen. The world brings all these temptations, and the devil puts everything he can in front of us to try to rob us of our joy and rob us of the peace of God and rob us of a, of a productive life for God. And he tries to steal all that away from us, and we leak because we are prone to fall into temptation. can't do it by yourself. But then the Holy Ghost says, come, surrender your life unto me afresh and anew. Come, present yourself a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Ask for God to come and take over. Fill you with the Holy Ghost of God as you've been commanded to. And then you can go out in the world and <laughs> tell everybody and show to everybody. Sometimes you won't even have to say anything. Yeah. Just the countenance on your face will let them know you know him. The Holy Ghost will speak to them. Amen. What about you tonight? Has there ever been a time in your life when the Spirit of God was more real to you than he is now? Uh-oh. Has there ever been a time in your life when the Spirit of God had his hand upon you to use you and now it's not as much as it used to be. Uh-huh. Has there ever been a time in your life when it, it seemed like God was just all around you? But right now, He's not. It's not His fault. He hasn't left you. He's still there available for you. 
But a lot of the things of this world has dampened your view of him. And now you need to come and say, Lord, I want to draw nigh unto you. That you want to draw nigh unto me. And that I could have that peace that passeth all understanding and a joy that is unspeakable and full of glory in my life one more time. That I might be able to share with my family, my friends, and those that I work with. Show to them how wonderful you are. I'm going to ask the fellas to get a song of invitation. The altar is open. Tonight, this is Jubilee. This has been a good Jubilee. But it could be better Jubilee if you would get more Jubilee in you. And to get more Jubilee in you, you're going to have to be willing to say, Lord, take some of me away so that I might have more of you. Do away with some of me that I might have more of you. That I might be filled with the Holy Ghost of God. That I might act like you want me to act. That I might be where you want me to be. That I might say what you'd have me to say. That I might tell the world in everything that I do and all I say that the Lamb of God is more than enough. Stand to your feet. The altar's open as the fellows begin to sing. You need to draw nigh to God. He's more than enough to take care of whatever your problems are. There Come on. is a fountain Come on. Mind God. Come on. with blood drawn from just a minute is there somebody to lift up your hand and say preacher I don't know that I'm saved I don't have that peace and that assurance I don't have that knowledge it's real in my heart tonight and oh I'd like for you to pray for me anybody like that tonight anybody at all not going to try to embarrass you. Not going to try to get you to do something God don't want you to do. Would you mind to raise your hand and say, pray for me. I do not know beyond doubt I'm saved. Pray for me. Somebody here tonight and say, preacher, I, 
I know I'm saved. I remember well when I got born into the family of God. But I'm just not as close to God as I once was. He's just not as real to my soul as he once was. And I'd like for you to pray for me. Anybody like that? Yes, yes. He hasn't moved. He hasn't changed. He hasn't gone anywhere. He's still right there, available for you. Why don't you move from where you are to get closer to him? Why don't you come to him tonight? Rededicate your wife to the Lord. Give him your everything. Because he's already promised you everything. Why don't you come? While these are still praying, fellas go sing again. Why don't you come? Why don't you come? The dying thief rejoiced to see that fountain in his change the lives of those that are filled but it's going to change the lives of those around them I like it it'll make it'll make that mean husband sweet it'll make the back slid and slide forward it'll make you want to go to church when the flesh says stay at home that's what happens when you let the Spirit of God fill you. It'll give you the boldness to tell your co-workers they're going to die and go to hell without Jesus. Help us, brother. It'll make you so concerned about your neighbor you'll run across the street, knock on their door and say, if you died right now, would you go to heaven or would you go to hell? Westside Baptist Church, we need to stop playing games. Yep. We're walking around half empty and we think we're full. Yeah. You know, I'm a, I, I think it, you say, well, I'm a kind of guy that looks at a half empty glass and says, well, I'm half full. Well, you're full of something. 
but it's not God. And it gives you permission to do things you wouldn't normally do, to be places you would not normally be, when you know you need to be on your face before the Lord, when you know you, know you need to be in the house of God, when you know you really need to be closer to Him. So I don't want us to close right now because I believe there's more of us that need a feeling of the Spirit of God. I just wonder, are you willing to empty out yourself so the Spirit of God can get in? You know, this glass right here is only so big. And right now the water is almost to the top of it. Not a lot more water can get in there. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I'm afraid there's many of us like this glass. We're full of ourselves. We're full of what we want, what we think we need. But the truth is, the Spirit of God is not in us. Christians, I'm asking you. Westside Baptist Church, I'm begging you. Hit the altar and say, God, fill me. Yes. Yeah. I've been so burdened about this meeting. My wife can tell you, I've laid awake nice. My burden. It's for you, Westside Baptist Church. It's not for me. I love my wife. I love my family. But I love you. Boy, that's good. Bless you. Bless you I see a group of people that have been filled with the Spirit of God at one time in their life, but you let it evaporate. And so... Heavy is my heart. Oh, bless him. That Westside Baptist Church. Mm. We get your eyes off yourselves. And say, God, feel me. Oh, yes. God help. Man, you just say. Westside, let's get off our seats and do nothing. Right. And let's let God feel us tonight. Let's allow God. I've asked him, I said, Lord, would you please blow through Westside Baptist Church like a fresh blowing wind? Yeah. Would you please let this Jubilee do this for our church? Yes. Church, are you willing to do it? Would you put your pride aside and fall on your face before God and say, feel me? Bless. Oh, that's that what I'm asked God to do. Yeah. Well, that's good, preacher. It's just up to God. God, yeah. It's just up to God to do it. Would you allow him to do it to you tonight? See, 
that I will be what I need to be to lead my Sunday school class. Hey, choir member, why don't you say, God, feel me? That when we sing, we sing in the power and with power, the kind of power of God that changes hearts, minds, and souls. Amen. Man, go ahead and sing another one. We're going to give them a chance whether they like it or not. Amen. Amen. Lord, feel me. Is that your request for the Lord? Let me sing, man. Oh, God. over 50 years and about three years ago things started the devil attacked us every way he could attack us he attacked us through destructive things and he attacked us through our health realize it but I was starting to move on habit I caught myself moving on habit and I just about caught myself giving up I told my wife yesterday I just want to die I just want to go and die, go to heaven. I, I don't live here anymore. And I, I meant it. But tonight, you preached to me. You said, how can men preach 50 years and get in that shape? My, my, listen now. The devil's powerful, folks. Devil is so powerful. Tonight he, he filled me. <laughs> hey! Hallelujah. 
<laughs> I won't be living, leaving here on the moon stave tonight. But <laughs> I hadn't felt God this close in you so long. It's been, I just wanted to make share with you how, how wonderful God is. And I love you guys, every one of you. you love you so much. Glory to God. Hey. And I love Bless my son. Faith, I 
tree Thy flowing wounds supply Redeeming love has been my theme Gompos to come down here, please. Can I get your whole family to come down here? The Gugampos were flying out Tuesday. And they're going back to Africa. They're going right into the armpit of demonic force. There, not only are they fighting those forces that Africa has been known for for years but there's a new enemy in town and it's the Islamic religion these folks are going and I hope you'll forgive me but they're going into a spiritual hellhole yes, that's right and they need, mm. <laughs> their kids need. Yeah, they need it. My, my, yes. This precious young boy and daughter, they need a feeling of the Spirit of God. Yeah, amen. <laughs> Westside Baptist Church, if you'll let God fill you, you can come down and pray over them and help them be filled. the missionary's verse.
this week. I hate you couldn't be here. <laughs> That's right. God's been good to us, Westside. Praise the Lord. Yes, sir, Brother Joe. God bless you. He's just back there praising the Lord. Well, men, you've done your jobs well. And uh, whether you like it or not, your job is the ministry and you've ministered to Westside Baptist Church and a lot of other churches in this community. Even the Methodists will come show it. Amen. Praise the Lord. Well, Westside, you know how we end this thing. So let's come on down. Come on down. Everybody, come on down. No, sir, we're not going to vote on them tonight. We're, I'm done taking up money. Well, give it to... If you have an offering in your pocket, give it to Lisa or Brother Mike. And if you have one in your pocket, good for you. Amen. Amen. I just want to tell y'all... I love this man. Yeah. You ought to thank God for it. I love him. I really have. I've had, I ain't had many pastors in my life. My granddad has been my pastor most of my life. 
I've had one other, I've had two other pastors. I, my brother was my pastor and I, had, I worked at another church. But I can honestly say, this is a pastor right here. This is a true pastor. Yeah, praise you. I work with him. I work with him. <laughs> me and him, most of the time, it's just me and him up here. And, and most of the time, y'all don't know what I hear. None of you ever know what I get to hear. At times, I get to, I hear, oh, Heavenly Father. And that's all I hear, and I know what he's doing. He's praying for you. Yeah. And I hear him go, oh, Father, please help me. And, that's, and I'm, I'm across the hall from him. And I know he's praying for me. Amen. He's praying for you. He's praying, God, Heavenly Father, give me something for my church. Y'all don't know how good y'all really got it. That's true, brother. I love this man more than I ever let him know. I do, I love him. And when we pray tonight, I know we just prayed for the Gungapos, but can we gather around our pastor? That's in order. Yeah. Down here, him and his wife. Because y'all don't, don't know, hey, he's not a perfect man. He has his flaws. <laughs> hey, we all not perfect. Listen, we're all not perfect. He's not perfect. His, hey, guess what? His family's not perfect. My family's not perfect. We're none of us is perfect, but man, he's trying to be. Mm. He does everything. He, you don't know the conversations that me and him has. Him sitting up two or three o'clock, four o'clock, five o'clock, six o'clock in the morning, coming into church about nine o'clock. Don't, don't even sleep and he's praying for you. Mm. I said, let's gather around him. He needs it. His family needs it more than they ever did. Because the devil's fighting him. He's fighting Miss Lisa. He's fighting Rachel. He's fighting Will. He's fighting Rebecca. He's, he's, hey, he's on a fight. I want y'all to gather around our pastor and let's pray for him. And pray for him like we've never prayed for him before. I think this is good and in order what y'all think. Let's go down here. Let's pray for Brother Alton and Miss Lisa. Brother Joe Honeycutt, where you at? Brother, Brother Melvin, let's gather around. Brother Mike Atkins. Brother Joe Honeycutt, lead us in prayer, would you please, sir?
appreciate you for fasting, Jesus.